Hi there, I'm Logan. And I'm Lindsay. And we host the new podcast, Folklore on the Rocks, where we talk about folklore and lesser-known creatures, cryptids, and monsters from around the world. So when we say lesser-known, we mainly mean that we won't be covering creatures like Bigfoot or Nessie or Chupacabra, just because they're discussed so often, and the world just has so many other awesome options to draw from. Every two weeks, we will be diving deep into the legends and culture that surround a specific creature, and getting a little bit tipsy while we do so. But don't worry, we do our research sober. <laughs> On the weeks in between, we're going to be narrating and discussing folktales. Some will be historical folklore from the regions that our creatures are from, and some will be modern folklore, such as no sleeps and creepypastas. Ooh. You can find out more about us on our website, FolkloreOnTheRocks.com, on Facebook and Instagram at FolkloreOnTheRocks, on Twitter at FolkloreRocks! So grab a drink, join us, and come on, let's dig deep together. Hello, and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. My name is Shazney. And I'm Sandy. Welcome back. Nice to see you again, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see you. I'm watching you right now. You see that bush over there? I'm not behind it, but I would be if I could be. She's like Santa Claus. She sees you when you're sleeping and she knows when you're awake. I know if you've been bad or not. So be good, for goodness sakes. <laughs> we sing in the middle of July. Hey, Christmas in July, it's a thing. That is true. People get really into it. Well, shouts out to Folklore on the Rocks. <laughs> Sorry, Angela's here. talking to you. What? Oh, hi, Angela. Um... Oh, I was just going to do the promo, so... Um, yeah, shouts out to Folklore on the Rocks. Uh, they were our promo at the beginning of this episode. Go check them out for some really cool stories, honestly. Yeah, like, lots of cool folklore. I am into it. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you like cryptids and creepy stuff, and not just creepy stuff, actually. They do all sorts of things, um... I listened to their episode on uh, the Norse mythology, which really oh, yeah. brought me back to grade 9 English class, where we had to learn about the Norse mythology. Oh, yes. And that was a really nice refresher. <laughs> oh, I remember that class. Our teacher kept mistaking us for each other. Yep. I remember she those did. days. Yeah, and I remember Isn't learning about that. Yeah, and then me like, from the I, back, I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're like, huh? Pretty sure she thought that we were answering for each other. But like, well, like, I remember no, you were she, she looked at you and she's like, what do you think, Miss Martinez? And then I was way in the back and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then she looked at me and she was like, huh? <laughs> and then she looked at you and she's like, oh. That's she, so funny. Ugh. Iconic, And that's where we decided that we're twins. Exactly, because she kept mm -hmm. mistaking us for each other. Mm -hmm. Just 
like twins. Exactly. <laughs> she used to say exactly all the time. I didn't even mean to do that on purpose. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so how was your week, Sandy? It has been a week, and I mean that in the best way possible. I I got a job in my field, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the library yesterday. That was a fun trip. I got a library card in the city, so things are looking up. Ooh. That's always a um, good time. I'm going to a flea market tomorrow. Oh, also there's this, there's a blueberry bush in my backyard, and today my mom went and picked some blueberries, and when she told me there's a blueberry bush in the backyard, I didn't think there were actual, like, I didn't think we'd be able to pick enough blueberries for it to be significant, but she brought a bowl just full of blueberries, and they're so good. Yeah. I have them in my water right now. And they're like yeah. fresh, so it's super cool. Even better. Mm-hmm. How's your week? Um, it's been good. I'm all done dog sitting now. I wish I could say that I went out and enjoyed the beautiful weather, but I did not. We've had some really good thunderstorms, though. So oh, so that's I'm jealous. Fun. Apparently, there are like no thunderstorms in BC, so that kind of sucks. That's so depressing it is but when i was there though there was lots oh was it just must have been the part that i was in well one thing i do like about here is that it does rain quite a bit and when it rains it does last a long time if that makes sense but there haven't been any crazy thunderstorms like in saskatchewan um you're gonna miss all the tornadoes you know what i think that's a good thing Tornadoes scare the hell out of me. Hate tornadoes. I know our American listeners probably think when I say like tornadoes, they probably think they're just these massive, this massive, disastrous things that kill people. I'm sorry. In Saskatchewan, we're at the very tip of the tornado valley. Oh yeah. Or alley, tornado alley. I don't know whatever y'all call it, and um, it's very very weak. We get tornadoes, but they're like small, and sometimes they do some damage. But they're mostly out in, like, farm fields and stuff, so no one's there anyway. Yeah, I remember one year there was, like, a tornado that touched down. It did look really wild, but it was in the middle of nowhere, so no one really cared. Exactly. But they make for really pretty pictures. Indeed. There's, like, do you remember that one year there was a tornado in Alberta, and then that guy was mowing his lawn? Yeah. <laughs> and then they asked him, why'd you do it? He's like, oh, it's fine. I was just keeping an eye on it. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's accurate. Um, when, when do you move out to your new place? About mid-August, I think. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? I am. It'll be nice to live on my own again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I enjoy being alone, so... <laughs> to an extent. No, I get it. I I enjoy my own space. Um, uh, yeah, and then I'm excited to start my new job, too. That's going to be absolutely insane. I feel that. I'm terrified. Yeah, but congrats on the job, Sandy. I am terrified. 
Although I'm super excited because, so the the place that I'm working at, it's a bit of ways from where I am. It's like an hour or so on the bus, and it's like a 20, 20 minute drive. But mm-hmm. um, it's like near the ocean, and it's near like all these cool like gift shops and like really cute like ice cream places. I feel like I'm in. I, I'm in the show Bob's Burgers because of like there's I'm right by a wharf where like in the show they live by a wharf too and I have those kind of nice quirky little like hamburger places so I'm excited to be there like the place seems super positive and there's like a library down the street and yeah it, it's just I'm excited to start I'm scared yeah. I imposter syndrome also. I'm just like, how did I get this I job? That. Like I don't deserve yeah. it kind of. Yeah. Um but just trying to work through that. Look at us. We got jobs. <laughs> yeah, look at us go. Yeah, god. I think it's it's interesting how you relate your move to Bob's Burgers or like your new job and like when I think about moving to like the small town that I'm going to, I related to Broken Alaska. That's funny. Because <laughs> I just imagine me being like one of the new characters on the show where they come in and everyone's like, oh, there's a new person. Hi there. You know, stuff like that. Like, I'm like, oh, you my should God, just go ask them to month. be on, your, on their show. Yeah. Hello, like, I've I mean, come to infiltrate. I pretty much am, so. <laughs> It's gonna be my life pretty soon here anyway. Like, I keep asking Sylvia to draw me as a Bob's Burgers character, and she still hasn't, <laughs> and I'm upset about it, but that's okay. I can wait, I guess. She'd be so good at it. I think so, too. Hmm. Oh, I want to shout right, out... Well. Um, oh, sorry. Hmm. I want to shout out Dylan, because he went on an airplane for the first time. Yay! Because yeah. he was, like, terrified of flying. Good job, Dylan. That was his trip to Disney, right? Mm-hmm. That he told us about a while ago? Yeah. Well, told you about, and you told me, because what else do friends do? (laughs) But after that, (laughs) he messaged me. He's like, oh, the next trip I make is out to visit you, so I'll probably fly out there. Yes. For your wedding next year, obviously. Yeah, that's what he was telling me. I'm so excited to meet Dylan. I'm excited for you to meet him. I've only been, like, I've known Dylan for nine years now. Mm, Almost ten, yeah. Yeah, so, hi, Dylan. (laughs) Be on our show. We Skype called, like, once in ninth grade. Oh, yeah. Where we talked about toques. (laughs) That's all I remember. (laughs) What a wholesome thing to talk about, though. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, any other shoutouts this week? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any like specific ones. Just generally, like thanks to all our friends for all the Twitter shouts, shoutouts, and yeah, stuff. like the Follow Fridays. Those are always really awesome. Shout out to all of you. Um, yes. Let us know if like you get your sticker. We're curious. Do you enjoy it? Sandy. What? Oh no. What's happening? Look what I got. Oh my god, what did you get? 
Oh my god! Shouts out to so, writing about crime. <laughs> yeah, we got our writing about crime stuff. She sent us um, like three of these cards with all her uh, writing about crime information on it, and then two different stickers. Oh my god. I'm running out of space on my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I totally, like, even forgot that we were doing a sticker exchange. So when I got a letter in the mail that said To The Woods Podcast, I was like, what? Fan mail? (laughs) But how'd they get your address if it was fan mail? (laughs) Yeah, right? I was like, who is this? And then I seen their name on it, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I was very excited. Very, very... I'll just reach through the laptop for mine. Thanks. (laughs) I'll have to get it to you somehow. Just come give it to me. I'll... Well, I'll just... I'll send my pigeon. Yes, your owl. Astro project. (laughs) All hail the pigeon king. Oh, right. That darn (laughs) pigeon. Okay, I was, like, saying on Twitter and stuff, I was like, oh... Send us your address and we'll send you a, a sticker via pigeon mail. And I hope someone laughed. <laughs> if you didn't, you're not a true fan. Exactly. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> How's your popcorn? It's delish. I hope you can hear every little crunch that I'm making. <laughs> you bet I can. <laughs> That's okay. It's. It's very good. It's very salty. And, yeah, I like it. Costco popcorn, dudes. Oh, I, nice. I get on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Sandy, what do you have for me this week? Okay, so, funny story. I forgot we were recording today, and... <laughs> But you told me you had this case. Yes, but I, I thought like, it, I oh, thought Sandy's we were re- ready. I thought we were recording tomorrow, okay? And well, I said we could if you wanted to. But then, but I already had my notes, so I was like, might as well do it now because oh, then okay. I'll have more time to edit tomorrow. Unless you want to edit tomorrow, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, hey man, up to you. But anyways, so I, I think I just seen thunder. I mean lightning. <laughs> you can't see thunder. Well, you can, but that's lightning. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's okay. So, what's your topic, Sandy? <laughs> it's serial killers. <laughs> I got it right this time. Okay, so I had no idea what I was going to be talking about today. So, are you doing another serial killer or um, true crime? I'm not really talking about a serial killer. So, okay, good, because last week we agreed that you would do true crime and I would do a serial killer. I know, but I just couldn't decide. Okay. Oh, okay. And I kept asking everyone, I'm like, guys, what's a good murder to cover? And everyone was like, I don't know. And I was like, God. <laughs> so then today I was watching a video and I was like, okay, this is in the realm of true crime and serial killers, but I won't be covering a serial killer. Anyways, mm-hmm. today I'm going to be talking about the chances of running into a serial killer. Yes. Oh my god, that fits so well with my story. Yes. This is insane. Okay. Our twin I'm telepathy so at work. It is. I'm so glad you're doing this. Um, yeah, I do this want to say, I do want to credit the YouTuber that I watched this video. His name is Rob Gavingan. Go watch his horror videos. He, even, he is great. He is. I love his videos. Um, 
so that's where most of this information came from. I did read some other articles, but just shouts out to you, Robbie. I don't know if he'd like it if I called him that. Anyways, so there are many definitions of a serial killer. However, the most common one and the one that we're going to use for all this stuff I'm going to be talking about is a person who kills three or more people with cool-down periods in between. Quote, unquote, cool-down periods. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, while a lot of us like learning, reading, and listening to podcasts about serial killers, the thought of actually encountering one is terrifying, let alone mm-hmm. thinking about becoming their next victim. However, I'm sure everyone has thought about it. I'm sure I've thought about what my chances are of meeting a serial killer are. So, like with anything, there are actually quite a few factors involved in the chances of encountering a serial killer. Some factors include where we live, how many people we know, and how many people we will meet, and how long we will live. So, people living in the United States have a significantly higher chance of meeting or encountering a serial killer than those outside of the U.S., Um, but it has been proven that the U.S. has more serial killers than anywhere else, and it's largely due to, like, the access of certain weapons, like, you know, you don't, or, like, there's a huge lack of gun control, and uh, among other things. But I won't get too into that. Um, Also, what was super surprising to me, even though it really shouldn't have been, is that serial murders are higher in rural states than there are in states with more population. So in states like Texas or California, you would expect there to be a significantly higher rate of serial murders. But they're actually quite lower than a state like Alaska, for example, that no one ever really talks about. What? Your audio cut out for like that one. Alaska. Yes. <laughs> Alaska. Um, anywho, studies have shown that there are about 25 to 50 active serial killers in the U.S. in one year alone. And that is not counting the serial killers that have gone undetected. So there may be murders or missing people who have not been attributed to serial killers, but could very well have been victims of one. So that's also kind of a scary thought, is we don't actually know how many active serial killers there are in one, like, in one year. Mm-hmm. Um, also, society has this assumption that we can easily pick out a serial killer. We see them as creepy or an outcast who has like their windows boarded up or a really weird receding hairline. We, we all know. Uh, But that's not the case. Serial killers perfectly blend into the background and into crowds. Uh, Serial killers can actually be very put together, have a family, a steady job, and be well respected by their communities. Examples of this are the BTK killer, whose daughter described him as tender and nurturing. And he was also president of his church, so obviously people looked up to him. There was also John Wayne Gacy. Sorry, give me a second. My mom's grabbing a popsicle. Hi, mom. Mom, she needs says hi. Hi. She says hi. <laughs> she waved. <laughs> Where's Loki? I don't even know where he is. Oh, there he is. Anyways, 
Um, oh yeah, there was also John Wayne Gacy, whose neighbors loved him, respected him, like they trusted him around his like their children. Then there's Ted Bundy, who had a degree in psychology and was very charming. And there's also this notion that serial killers are natural deviants, like it is like it's the whole nature versus nurture debate. And though I do know like some people have certain genes and a DNA structure that makes them more susceptible to like like how do I put this okay so I have PTSD because I have a DNA that makes me more susceptible to getting PTSD whereas other people might go through traumatic events and not get it and it's because of the way their DNA is built up so kind of the same thing um however like or nature really plays a big part like if we think back to the last episode where i talked about the little old lady killer like her mother traded her for three bottles of beer like that like i understand why she kind of turned out the way she did or clifford olsen um also known as the beast of british columbia had a terrible childhood or paul bernardo who came from a highly dysfunctional family so going back to the math, it took me a hard time to understand this because I am terrible at math and I had to rewatch this over and over, but here it is. Um, there are roughly around 4.5 murders per 100,000 people in the United States. So this means that only 1% are serial murders. So that means serial killers only make up about 0.00018% of the population. So super, super low. So let's yeah. say there are about 57 serial killers active in one year. And going by the definition of serial killers, each of these serial killers k- kill at least three people. So that's 57 people killing three people. Now let's say that you, an average person, encounter three new people per day. And according to the life expectancy in the U.S., which is 78 years, um, so for the 78 years you meet three new people every day, your chance of running into a serial killer are 0.78%. So you don't even have a full 1% chance of meeting a serial killer in your lifetime. However, while that number seems low, you still have more of a chance of meeting a serial killer than you do of getting struck by lightning or getting attacked by a shark. Makes sense. Yeah, man, sharks have a bad rap. (laughs) Leave the sharks alone. I am sorry, I'm just reading you the statistics. No, 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 not you, but, like, people in general think that sharks are so evil. They're not, okay? Like, they have bad eyesight. That's the only reason they want to eat you, and it's not that they want to eat you, they think you're seals. They don't actually like our taste. We're too bony. Yeah, they think that you're disgusting, so, like, stop. <laughs> you look so affected. But, no, you're right. <laughs> I really like sharks. I also like sharks. I have a shark sticker on my laptop. Yeah, you do. I do. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, yes. Um, also, you have more of a chance of meeting a serial killer than you do of dying in a terrorist attack. So the chances of you dying in a terrorist attack are 1 in 9.3 million. And the likelihood of meeting a serial killer is 1 in 128. So while that 0.7, what was it, 0.78% doesn't, like, makes you feel a little relieved, maybe that 1 in 128 doesn't. 
So, surprisingly, or to me, I found this uh, kind of surprising, both men and women are equally as likely to be murdered by a serial killer, um, which I think... Because, like, you know, there are there is more violence towards women. I assumed women would be more likely. But studies show that men and women are equally as likely. Um, same with age groups. Yeah. Young men and young women. Older men, older women. Same. And uh, people think that it's per- perhaps because serial killers don't kill for material needs, but more for power and dominance. And if killing is the only thing that satisfies them, then I guess who really cares what gender you identify as or how old you are. But with that being said, there are serial killers who, like, have a specific type of victim. Like, again, going back to the little old lady killer, she only killed elderly women. Or Ted Bundy, who only killed women. Like, most of them I hear about have, like, a specific kind of person they're kind of going for. Yeah. But either way... Like, me and my younger brother are as likely to be killed by a, a serial killer. Um, yeah. So, in the video, this was the most shocking number to me. And I gotta mention it. So, that video I watched. So, let's say 250,000 people watch that video. According to the statistics that we just talked about... 200,000 of the 250,000 people watching the video will encounter a serial killer if they haven't already. So that also includes either online or in real life. So 200,000 of them? 200,000 of 200 of 250,000. Will like encounter one whether that means like walking by them. Walking by them, meeting them or online. Facebook comments. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is. Like, it sounded like such a small number until you said that. I know. Like, it really does seem super small. However, the likelihood of you being killed by one is lower than your chances of just encountering one on the street. Yeah. Don't think you're so special. (laughs) So then, I read this article about how to avoid being killed by a serial killer. However, that article made me super, super mad. Partly because the person writing the article, he didn't even answer that question until the last paragraph. And the last paragraph was very, very victim-blaming. He's like, if you don't want to be killed by a serial killer, don't do what they're Uh, victims do don't be let's say a prostitute don't be of a low socioeconomic status and like that like i don't know it felt very like these people did this to themselves and that is why they got killed by a serial killer because they were prostitutes or because they were in more impoverished so i got nothing from that article that sucks and screw that guy or at least whatever statistic they were reading. Because, um... I mean, I guess just... Statistically, yes. It's probably more, like, impoverished or prostitutes, like, stuff like mm-hmm. that, who are the victims. But they don't go out... Like, they don't get dressed in the morning and be like, Oh, I can't wait to get killed by a serial killer today. Yeah, and just because... No one does that. Like... Just because, let's say, you're a sex worker doesn't mean you want to go get killed, okay? You know, I don't think any... Like you said, I don't think any of them are waking up with that intention. Lots of them don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, and even if you do, like... 
I, yeah, even if you do, like, why it doesn't mean oh, you deserve like, to be murdered. Yeah, and like, also, why? Like, never in my life have I been like, man, I can't take that job because what if I do and then get killed by a serial killer? Like, it's that's I'm sorry, but that's the last thing on my mind. Yeah, exactly. Or like, wow, I could be killed by a serial killer. I should just not be poor. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, you know what? Honestly, serial killers are one of the least of my problems in my life, so... No. Um, so yeah, that's all I have. It's super short, but I thought it would be super interesting to talk about again. Thanks to YouTuber Rob Gavigan, who will probably never listen to this, but I appreciate your work anyway. We should tag him in a tweet and be like, we referenced your video. Thank you for... Thank you for your information. I couldn't have done it without you. That was excellent. No, that was really interesting. Um, And it it fits into my story, actually, which is a serial killer. Um, I don't remember ever hearing any, like, podcast do this story. Um, nice. I found, I'll explain how I found out about it, but, um, I'm just gonna reset up Sandy's face. Because <laughs> she's on my phone right now. Um, Partying it up. You over here. Random story while you're setting that up. Did I tell you that I fell into a septic tank? No, ew, what? Are you okay? No. Okay, this wasn't today. This was actually when we first moved here. Ian was backing up the truck toward the back door because that's kind of like that back door leads into the washing or like the laundry room, which leads into our bedroom. So, like, okay, we'll just load all our stuff in the laundry room. So, there was this board, and Ian stepped on it, and he's like, oh, that sounds like it's about to break, and then he asked my dad what it was, and my dad's like, I don't know, like, and then Ian's like, okay, no one step on there, because, like, the board is super creaky, it's about to break. Anyway, I was helping my dad take the tarp off of the truck covering our stuff, and I didn't know, but I stepped on the board and fell right through, but I didn't realize what was happening, just suddenly I was on the ground, and I looked up and I'm like, what is happening? And then Ian ran up to me. And you know Ian. I thought he was going to laugh at me. He didn't. He looked super scared. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Anyway, I got my moccasins all dirty with oh. poop water. Ew. Anyway, I managed to clean them. They're good now. But I think the adrenaline wore off because then we went to Walmart and my one ankle started hurting so bad. And they, like, asked the landlord, and, like, the landlord wasn't even sympathetic. He's just like, oh, yeah, just cover that up. And we're like, someone just fell through. Oh, my gosh, Sue. So, yeah, that was my short story. (laughs) Um, My elevator music, if you will, as Shaznay figured out (laughs) her stuff. Oh, I'm good to go. Okay, great. I'm glad I could fill you in. I was I was good to go when you started the story. Oh, well, you could have stopped <laughs> me at any time. I know, it was great. I want to hear it. Um, 
You can't just be like, did I tell you about the time I fell in a septic <laughs> tank or whatever and not expect me like, to like not listen. I'm so. just a great storyteller. You are. Thank you. Um, okay. Okay. Let's go. So, hey y'all. Hi. Today I have a gooder to share. Is it a, a gooder? Is it a southern story? No. Oh. <laughs> you were just I talking just, like that. I I don't I just do that often. I don't know why. I I blame Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob. I love Sandy Cheeks. I obviously watched too much SpongeBob as a child and developed an accent. Just like those kids who are watching Peppa Pig. Well, you know, my cousin has moved from Peppa Pig to Spongebob, and, like, her parents got, like, these two birds, and she named one of them Spongebob. <laughs> That's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, today I made myself a mojito, because nice. this story, after doing my notes, I was like, man, I need a drink. So, I have a serial killer case for us. Uh, which I was supposed to do last week, but under the circumstance, I did true crime instead. <laughs> hey, you know what? Oh, well. It's all good. I mean, technically, your story <laughs> last week was a serial killer. Kind of. Unless, unless, true, yeah, I don't know, unless possibly. there were diff- tons of different people putting cyanide into... I mean, I, yeah, I guess that the first person like not the fish tank lady but the other one was never caught so they could maybe be a serial killer an undetected one like we talked about yeah it's possible anyway okay so i have the truck stop killer i chose this one because of an interesting connection to my good old home country western canada i call it a country because you know, separationist or whatever, <laughs> which I am not. No, um, but it's it kind of spans across Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Um, yeah, but I'll get into that. Anyway, so to start off, we're going to go back over to the States and talk about Robert Ben Rhodes, who was an American, well, is still, because he's still alive. <laughs> He's an American serial killer and serial rapist. He was convicted for three murders and was slated to be tried for two more, but the charges were dropped due to the victim's family's wishes. They were just, like, done with the whole thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Which is fair. Uh, He is additionally suspected for torturing, raping, and killing more than 50 women between 1975 and 1990, based on data about his truck routes and women who went missing during those years. Uh, At the time he was caught, he was claimed to have engaged in these activities for 15 years as well, so he was doing bad things for 15 years. Okay, so Rhodes was raised by his mother in the early years of his life, as his father was a soldier in the U.S. Army and was stationed in West Germany. Robert was attending elementary school when his father returned from duties overseas, and by all reliable accounts, his early life is relatively normal, aside from unspecified social problems in his formative years. So, Rhodes' criminal involvement during his high school years were only notable for an arrest at the age of 16 in 1961, and for tampering with a vehicle, along with an arrest for publicly fighting at the age of 17. 
1964, his father was arrested for molesting a 12-year-old girl, and his father then committed suicide while awaiting his trial. So, that, yeah, not, not so good, you know? Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Rhodes had sent... Oh, yeah. My notes suck. Okay. Rhodes spent some time in the military, but was dishonorably discharged for a robbery. He was married three times, had one child with his first wife, and involved himself in the BDSM scene. Not to shed any negative light on them, but, you know, bad people are just as into all this kind of stuff as not bad people, so... Yeah. He was also allegedly, or he also allegedly abused his third wife, um, which is probably true. I don't like when they say alleged when it's probably true. Wait, just the third wife? Yeah, that's all it said, but probably all of them. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. So in the 1970s, Rhodes was a truck driver. He preyed on hitchhikers and prostitutes in Canada and the United States. His first confirmed victims were Candace Walsh and her husband Douglas Ziskowski in January of 1990. The couple was hitchhiking while Rhodes picked them up in his truck while on a long haul journey. He immediately killed Ziskowski and dumped his body in Sutton County, Texas, where it was later found. He was not identified until 1992. And Walsh, he, Walsh Rhodes kept for over a week. During this time, he tortured and raped her multiple times before dumping her body in Millard County, Utah. Nearly a month after, he grabbed an 18-year-old drifter, and after spending two weeks in his truck, she was lucky enough to escape and go to the police. When Rhodes was detained, the victim declined to press charges, feeling that she would not be believed despite extensive evidence. In her statement to the police, she said, I don't see any good in filing charges. It's just going to be my word against his. If there was any evidence I would file, I would file charges and sue him. Rhodes had converted his sleeper cab of his truck into his own personal torture chamber where he kept women for his heinous acts. Ugh. He sucks. Yeah. Okay. His next victims were 14-year-old Gina K. Walters and her boyfriend, Ricky Lee Jones. Both were runaways from Pasadena, Texas, and like the other couple, it is believed that Rhodes killed Jones and kept Walters. There were photos found in Rhodes' apartment that confirmed he had kept her for a long while, made evident by the hair growth and bruise patterns in the photos, so like they could tell by her hair was growing longer and oh okay that proved that he had her for a while before killing her um in 1990 an arizona highway patrol officer found Rhodes' truck with a nude woman woman handcuffed and screaming inside Rhodes attempted to talk himself out of the situation but was obtained and charged with aggravated assault, sexual assault, and unlawful imprisonment. Well, how would you After talk yourself out of that? Right? Well, he failed at it, so. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There's some, like, nasty cops out there, but, like, luckily this one was. Like, one what, it's not what it looks like. Like, what would you say? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so, after further investigation, there were clues and evidence that connected Rhodes to other murders. In 1994, he was convicted of first-degree murder of Regina K. Walters with a life sentence. He received another life sentence for the murders of Jones and Walsh instead of a death sentence by pleading guilty. He is now 73 and will be in jail forever. Fuck him. He's an asshole. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So he got two life sentences instead of a death sentence. But, like, dude. I don't know. Does that just, like kind of show how much he values his own life yeah over others well that's the thing with serial killers too like um like when i was reading um up on the statistics or whatever um when articles like like serial killers don't have a death wish they don't want to be caught they like to value themselves and there's a whole like narcissism too yeah no exactly okay so this is where we get to the interesting part that is connected to Saskatchewan yes. and Alberta and Manitoba okay so I actually found this on I actually found out about this case while on Facebook because of this specific little tidbit so uh, I found out of it because of a news article from AP- APTN News, which is an Aboriginal news network in Canada. Um, they do lots of TV shows. They even have one that's like a ghost show, and they have lots of Saskatchewan. I talked about them actually. Yeah, in one of our first few episodes. In the second episode. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, they have some really cool networking. Anyway. Okay. In 2015. A woman by Pamela Milliken, who I believe lives in Alberta, she came across a photo of herself on Facebook, but from 30 years before, that she never owned. Yeah. So, the photo had a caption on it that read, Do you know this woman? This photograph photograph was found in possession of a truck driver and serial killer in the U.S. FBI were not able to ID the woman in the picture. So the pick of Milliken was first... Oh, I guess I should explain this. Sorry. You're probably confused. Just... Okay, so in Rhodes' possessions in his apartment, he had, like, tons of photographs of women, some of them being his victims, like Regina and Walsh. Okay. But uh, there was other pictures of women, too, and the FBI were trying to identify them. Like, were they victims? Um, Were they, like, dead victims? Or were they... Still alive? Did they get away? Because you know they needed evidence and they, to like put him in jail and stuff. So they want to get in contact with these women, or just make sure if they're still alive or if they need to confirm their death. You know. Mm-hmm. So they had put out all these photos, and um, it this photo was first referenced in a GQ article describing a photo of a young, beautiful, possibly Native American girl, and. It was actually found on the same camera roll as the photos of Regina K. Walters, who Rhodes had been convicted of murdering. 
So it was believed that this other girl, she was maybe murdered before Regina was, and it was kind of assumed that she was probably a victim. Okay. But she wasn't. She is alive, and her name is Pamela Milliken. So this is the story behind the photo. Milliken was on her way to see her brother in Winnipeg um, when she met Rose. So she started out at Thunderchild First Nation here in Saskatchewan in the spring of 1985. She was able to hitchhike all the way to White City, which is literally like just outside of Regina, um, without, without any issues. But then that was where she met Rhodes. So he was here in Saskatchewan, like near a city I once lived in, obviously Damn. many years before I was born. But still, it's crazy because he's like a convicted killer and he was in our own friggin' province. Yeah. I don't know many serial killers in Saskatchewan, so it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so this is her story. She says that the sun was setting. It was 8 or 9 p.m. at night. I was walking a ways, and it was getting dark, so I stuck my hand out and waited for someone to pick me up. When a flat-nosed white semi-truck stopped on the highway, she went running after it. I opened up the door and looked at him. He said, Hey, jump up, jump up on in here. I said I have a, hev a really heavy bag and you're going to have to help me out with it. I put my bag on the seat and he said, yeah, I'll help you with that, and he put it in the back. Just as Milliken was turning around to climb up onto the passenger seat, she says that the driver took her photo. So, like, she jumped up, and just as she was, like, going to settle in, he, like, snapped a shot. Like, you can see in the photo, the door is still open. It's so weird. And she said, what did you do that for? And he said, well, I'm going to take your picture. If you rip me off, I can tell the cops that you stole from me. And what he means by that is, like, um, truckers would, in exchange for giving hitchhikers rides, some of them would demand either cash, um, other things, or, like, sexual favors. Mm -hmm. uh, so he had a sign in his truck that said, cash, grass, or ass no one rides for free she didn't have any money and she didn't smoke any weed so she didn't have any of that to give to him uh so there was only one option left for her uh she so like she did sexual acts with him mm -hmm. and but she was dropped off in winnipeg at the bus depot without any other harm luckily oh my god many of his other victims were literally murdered um, when, and she's only one of a few victims who have come out and talked about their stories. Um, I remember, I should have read it for this podcast, but I had read, I think it, it might have been the GQ article or a different article of a woman who was a victim as well, and she could tell that he was going to do something bad, and she, like, was able to jump out and get away. Um, but yeah, so th there was quite a few of them. Like, like uh, the uh, authorities have said, they believe that there's over 50 victims. So, yeah, uh, scary to know that a convicted serial killer was here, not too far away from home. Stay safe, friends. Because this stuff still goes on now. And if it's not serial killers, it's young women being picked up for human trafficking and stuff. So just be safe out there. That is wild. 
you see why I needed to make myself a drink? <laughs> oh my god. Like, I don't... That's wild. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, he didn't kill her. Yeah. I mean... Um... Her... What happened to her happened five years before Regina. So maybe he didn't wasn't at that point yet. Could be, yeah. Well, she was one in one hundred twenty-eight. Yeah. Crazy. Jeez. Now I'm like, yeah, I have I ever encountered like... a serial killer? Yeah. Right. Like, we kind of live in a. Like, we hear about serial killers in the States all the time. I mean, there's been a few up in Canada, but they've been in Ontario or British Columbia. Like, we don't really hear, at least in, like, Saskatchewan, we don't hear about here often. Mm -hmm. But I think it just, it really shows that they can be anywhere. Not that you should be afraid always, but just be conscious that, like, this stuff, you're not, like, you're not any less likely to for this to happen to you than anyone else. Yeah. You know? Like... Again, we're all as yeah. equally, like, we all have the same chance of encountering one or getting yeah. murdered by one. Yeah, there's no, like, formula behind it. It just it happens. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, that was my story. I hope you enjoyed it. Now I, I need a drink. I've tell that one for a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, like, speechless right now. Holy shit. Have you ever encountered a serial killer? Let us know. Let us know. How'd it go? What did they say? Yeah. Did you get away? We hope you did. You could, I mean, if you, if you did and you want to tell us about your experience, shoot us an email at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at thewoodspodcast. You could always tweet us, too, at woodspodcast on Twitter. And while you're at it, or I guess while we're at reading your story, we will thank Jason Shaw for our theme running waters. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.